Welcome to today's message. Today's message is about the boundless, unsearchable, unfathomable riches in Christ. We are saying to you, you have endless riches in Christ, through Christ. And today we are going to be unpacking that in a way that will make you understand. And up front, I just want you to understand that we're not talking about material riches. We're talking about beyond material riches. If we were to say that all that we are interested in or all that God got for us is material riches, we would be minimizing the worth and work of God. So the word talks about unsearchable, unlimited riches in Christ. We need to understand what those unlimited, unfathomable, unsearchable riches in Christ are. And we also need to understand what does it benefit us as human beings, especially because as a child of God or as human beings on earth, we find ourselves daily faced with life that requires us to understand a bit more about what is it that is our purpose? Why am I here? And if I understand why I am here, what are the tools that I have to be able to achieve what God has set for me to do? I'm just happy and I'm trusting God that today we are going to be unpacking this word. The first scripture that talks about the unsearchable riches is found in Ephesians 3 verse 8. We will just start from 7 to 9 where it says, I became a servant of this gospel. This is Paul writing. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. So he says, though I am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me, listen, this is where it's important, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So Paul is saying he was given the mandate to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. And even today, I would like us to unravel what are these unsearchable riches of Christ. You know, I love to go through some other versions of the word. And when I was going through some other versions of the word, it talks about the boundless riches of Christ. You know, when something is boundless, it means it, it has no end. It has no limits. Some say the endless treasures available to Gentiles in Christ. So we're going to be unpacking that. But before we go even further, there was a story that, you know, when I read it, it related to me so very well with what we are talking about. It related how God uses different ways of trying to change you and make you come closer to him so that you can be able to fathom and receive all these riches that he has for us. So here, we're going to be looking at a scripture that is found in 
Genesis 32 from 22 to 32. Now I will explain a bit more what's happening here. Here we are finding ourselves that we are looking at a character, a character called Jacob. Some of you might know Jacob, but I'd like to give a bit of a background about Jacob. When I think about Jacob, most people, they think about Jacob, they think about Jacob as a hustler for blessings. Because if there's one person who wanted and searched and made sure that he got blessings and made sure that he got the favor that he needed from God and from his father and from people, it was Jacob. Now, how did he do this? He did it from when he was born. He was a twin, a fraternal twin, and he was unfortunately not the first one born. And we all know that even those days, even these days, if you are a firstborn son, you are the one that, and that, 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 that is expected to be the one that inherits um, more in household. So even then, he knew very well that he, having been the second twin to be born, he did not have as much inheritance as the brother. I'm saying child of God, wanting to search for your purpose and getting your purpose and then aim for the future because there was no way that he wanted to just use this for nothing. He had a purpose. Find a purpose where you are going to say, this is what I want to achieve and I'm going to achieve it with God. That is why I'm saying, child of God, today we're going to be unpacking what is it that God has prepared for us because unlike Jacob, Jesus made sure that we do not need to hustle. He hustled for us, if I can put it that way. Sometimes as children of God, we hear people in the world talking about hustling and we want to say that, yes, let's wake up and go and hustle. But child of God, there's a difference between you who have received Jesus because your hustle is not about starting from nowhere. You have finished works of God. You have finished works of Jesus. So you are starting from a level that is higher than anyone else. You are propelled by the finished works of what Christ got for you. You are being propelled by the unfathomable riches that we are going to be discussing. You know, sometimes when I look at where I came from to where I am now, I know it for a fact that it is because of the infinite riches that are in Christ, the power that is in Christ. And as I mentioned earlier on, it's got nothing to do with the material riches, but it's got a lot to do with the spiritual riches, the spiritual benefits. Unlike Jacob, we don't have to hustle for an inheritance, but God has already set us up for an inheritance that is beyond imagination. So going back to Jacob, after he has hustled and his mother helps Jacob, those were twins, she favored more the younger one. And it also comes from the fact that when she 
whilst carrying the twins, there was too much movement that she went and asked God and said, God, what is happening in me? I'm saying, child of God, sometimes when things are happening and you don't understand what is happening, ask from the giver, ask from the source, what is it that is happening? And God, at that particular time, explained to her and said, what you are carrying is two nations and they will be at war with each other. They will be fighting with each other and one will be stronger than the other and the younger one of them will be the one that will be the leader of the older one. So that is why even when she tried to get him the inheritance of the older brother by tricking the father when the father couldn't see properly so that the father when he was touching him he thought he was touching the older son and gave him all the blessings of an older son. So I'm just saying, Jacob was used to hustling, child of God. There are people who are so used to hustling and wrestling and hustling to a point where they're hustling for benefits, hustling to, for inheritance, hustling for such that being on earth is more of a struggle than a gift because every day they wake up, they have to struggle for permission to have inheritance. Whereas when you are a child of God, you already have what God has laid out for you as an inheritance by the unfathomable riches that are found in Christ. So Jacob, he runs away from home because the elder brother finds out that he has taken his inheritance. That with the mother they decide he better go and stay with the mother's brother, his uncle. So he leaves home, he goes and he stays with the uncle. And when he's living with the uncle, and to cut the long story short, he went for seven years from this reading says Jacob wrestles with God 
Jacob wrestles with God. So Jacob was left alone after he had sent his family across over. He had split them. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Wrestling is not fighting to kill, is trying to overpower the other. You know, when I was reading the scripture, I could see a man who throughout all his life, he has to struggle, he has to wrestle, and I was so appreciative of what God did for us through Jesus Christ. Because through Jesus Christ, we were afforded much, much more to a point whereby the wrestling that we do is much, much less. I'm just saying, child of God, wrestling could be different. He was wrestling with the man. Every day you find yourself wrestling, you're coming to God. Sometimes I was listening to people when they talk to you about how they are going through things. I'd be like, you know, God, isn't it marvelous that we can come to you and present all our wishes? We can come to you and present all our problems and you can come to us and you are with us to resolve our problems. Because at this point, I see someone wrestling with God to a point where he wants a blessing. How we know he wants a blessing, he says towards the end, it says in 26, it says, Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Unless you bless me. Child of God, I don't know where you are right now with life. What is it that you are wrestling with? What is it that you want God to bless you with? But I just want today to know that God has blessed you abundantly with all spiritual things. The word says that we have been blessed with all spiritual things. And when it says we have been blessed with all spiritual things, it's talking about the fact that we already have much, much more than we can perceive. Now, as we are looking at Jacob, I want to finish reading this. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man say, asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have wrestled with God and with humans and have overcome. It can only be God who knows Jacob that well. Because it can only be God who knows where you've been and where you are and where you are going. God knew very well where Jacob had been, that he had wrestled, he had struggled rather with God, he had struggled with humans and he had overcome. So Jacob says, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God's, God face to face. And yet my life was spared. When I was reading this scripture, I could just see a man who throughout his life is forever 
in a battle and forever in a battle because of wanting a certain inheritance. And God had already taken me to a scripture to reveal to us that as children of God, we wrestle with a lot of things, but there are things that he has already given to us which are unfathomable, which are unsearchable riches. And when we read in First Peter 1 verse 18, we can realize that we are not talking about material goods. We're not talking about material things. Listen, if the riches that we talk about when we say to people, we are so happy being children of God, when the riches that anyone can get, anyone can get a, a limousine, anyone can get a car, anyone can get a big house out there, but we are talking about things that are not perishable. And the reason why I'm mentioning this child of God is because I want you to know that the riches that you get are perishable. What I liked about this, and actually when I was reading, what excited me the most was knowing that what we get when we get Jesus Christ is riches that will live beyond this body that we have. Riches that will live beyond the time that we have on earth. So I, I'm just saying, child of God, I would not be going through all the things that we go through when we are defending the faith if it was just for a kind mention. I would not be going through what I go through if it was just so that I can have a big name, so that I can have a big status. I it is for far for beyond that it is for unperishable riches it says in first peter 1 verse 18 for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold so what god is saying here is that silver and gold is perishable child of god that you were redeemed from the empty way of life so we were redeemed from an empty way of life to a full way of life. It's one of the things that I'm just saying, child of God, you are blessed if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ because you have been redeemed into a full life, a life that already has an inheritance in it. There's a saying which is quite popular which says princes and princesses are born with a silver spoon on their mouth. If there's one thing that you must be assured of is that as much as people out there are fighting for perishable silver and gold, what you have is not perishable. What God sent Jesus to get for you, to give you a full life, is not perishable. It says here, you were redeemed from an empty way of life, you inherited from your forefathers but with the precious blood of the lamb, a lamb without blemish or spot. Now, one of the things that I've mentioned, which we need to look at, is the fact that God loved us so much so that when he gave us Jesus, it was not just to say, you are now free, you can now go to heaven after all is done here, but it was to a full 
life, a life that is beyond perishable silver and gold. That is why whenever we are talking about unsearchable, when it says unsearchable, it just even makes me say, you know, even the ones that I'll be sharing with you are not even a percentage of what the riches are because the word of God says they are unsearchable, they are unfathomable. We can just share a bit, but no one, no pastor, no one, no matter how wise, no matter how knowledgeable, it says it's unlimited. No matter how much you know, can you fathom what God has for you? So I'm just saying, child of God, I'm here to encourage those that are seeing people grabbing silver and gold out there and thinking, where is mine? I'm just saying, Jacob was at a point where he was rich. He had everything. But he wrestled with God for more blessings because when you have riches that are material riches and you don't have the unfathomable riches through Jesus Christ, you will forever be craving for more. You will forever be unsatisfied. You will forever be looking for the next big thing, the next big company that you can own, the next big, I'm just saying, that is good enough for perishable goods on earth, but that is not good enough to fill that space that can only be filled by Jesus Christ because that space will forever be left empty. So when we are looking at this, I'm seeing Jacob. Jacob is just a reminder. When you are sitting there, child of God, and listening how Jacob wrestled every day, you must remind yourself that this is the life that we live every day. In fact, at some point I was reading how he got the cattle. It was hard work, children of God. Though God blessed him, but he had to do a bit more work than you could ever think of. And it is good for us to get the perishable riches on earth so that we can use them to live and survive. But I'm telling you, child of God, they are nothing compared to the unfathomable riches of God. Now, I just want to say, like I said to you, that they are unsearchable. They are limitless. They are indefinite. So when I touch them, I'm just touching a bit of what God has for us. The first one that I wanted to talk about is that we are delivered from powers of darkness. Child of God, one of the important things that God did for us was to take us away from the powers of darkness. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Child of God, this to me just sometimes just makes me look at things in a way that makes me realize how blessed we are. I was sharing with my students the other day, we were talking about deliverance. We were talking about the demons that live out there. As much as we understand that there are things that we cannot see with our naked eye, things that are like gems, which is the COVID virus, which is everywhere, and we are putting masks on, we, we can't even see it coming. There are things that are in the spiritual realm that we cannot see with our naked eye. That is, the, there are demons, there are angels. But out there, 
the demons are what we are talking about when we say the power of the darkness. This is what will make people find themselves sick when they shouldn't be, find themselves depressed when they shouldn't be, find themselves being attacked by anxiety when they shouldn't be, being attacked by fear. But God who loves us, it says here in Colossians 1, 12 to 13, one of the things that we were delivered from was the powers of darkness. You cannot buy that kind of relief, child of God. That kind of relief, even if you have millions, you cannot buy that kind of relief to live a life whereby darkness cannot come to you. The powers of darkness are repelled by the Jesus that is in you. I'm just sharing a bit of what we don't have to hustle for. We are not like Jacob, hustling for inheritance. Deliverance is our inheritance, child of God. Right now, people find themselves so depressed people find themselves so unhappy but if you have the inheritance that i'm talking about you have peace you have joy that surpasses all understanding and you're looking around and seeing the situation knowing what is happening but saying, God, thank you, because through it all, through all storms, I am able to say the God that lives in me has given me so much peace to go through it because he has given me so much light and the powers of darkness cannot come into me because I'm saying, child of God, with everything that is happening out there, what the word says is that fear opens up a gap and when it opens up a gap it allows the powers of darkness to come into a place if there is no Jesus in there. Imagine you are sleeping in your house and you've opened all the doors. It's at night and your house has lots of trees outside. Even if it doesn't have lots of trees, you've left all the doors open. You've left all the windows open. Think of what could crawl in at night. So I don't know your environment, all sorts of things that you don't want to come into your house. Robbers come in, all sorts of creepy crawlies that we close the windows, we lock the doors for, come into your house. That is the kind of inheritance that is unfathomable because this temple that God gave us has the resistance of locked doors and locked windows from the powers of the evil. So deliverance from powers of darkness is your inheritance. And I'm saying, child of God, if every day you don't have to worry about closing any of the doors because you have already gotten deliverance through Christ, it says here, he has delivered us from the powers of darkness. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because these days I find a lot of Christians, they spend a lot of money flying into somewhere, trying to get demons out. If there is Jesus first in there, Jesus got in there, it says in the word, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. The reason why I'm mentioning this is because I'd like us to have nights where we can just sleep and not worry about what has come in, what has gone out, because there is Jesus in us. You don't need to do work that Jesus has already died for. You don't need to do work or finished works of God. All you need to do is just to thank God every day and say, thank you, God, for delivering me. 
from the powers of darkness. Point number two is through Jesus, we have been given everlasting life that we shall not die. It says in John 3 verse 36, he that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life but the rest of God. As I'm looking at this scripture, I'm also reminded, number three, that we've been given sonship. Now, child of God, it says in John 1 verse 12, as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, he gave us the power to become sons of God. So if we're sons of God, we have that inheritance of the unfathomable riches of God that Paul had been assigned to teach to us the unfathomable, the unsearchable riches that are found in Christ. Not anywhere else, but in Christ. Jacob here, for instance, knew God, but what we have is beyond, it's Jesus. And one of the things that touched me when Jacob was wrestling is that God asks him, he says, what is your name? And he has to explain to say, I am Jacob. How many times do we find people thinking they're asking for blessings from God and God first has to say, what is your name? Because they have not been registered as children of God. They have not gotten the sonship. So here, Jacob, when he was asked during the wrestling at night, it says here, he was asked, what is your name? I'm just saying, child of God, you are blessed if you've already gotten introduced into Christ and God knows you by you accepting Jesus because you are now his son. He doesn't have to ask you, what is your name? Your wrestling is not in vain. Your asking from God is not in vain because you are known by God. You have received sonship. And when you have received sonship, some of the things you don't even need to mention because God knows you need them. I like the prerequisite. There is a prerequisite which is mentioned here. The prerequisite of what is it that we need to do on our side to be able to get these riches. It says here in Matthew 6 verse 33, But ye first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, but this is talking to someone as well who has already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because it says they are found in Christ. I've spoken to a lot of people, you're telling me you're struggling, but what is your relationship with Christ? The answer is, I pray to God. Wrestling with God is not enough if God doesn't know you. Wrestling with God is not enough if God has to ask your name and say, why? What is enough, child of God, is making sure that you are the one that God says, I know you. And this is what is in store for you. 
these blessings that we are talking about of being a son of God, of having everlasting life, of being delivered from the powers of darkness. Because when things are going the way they are going, a lot of powers of darkness take advantage of the situation and want to engulf you. But child of God, if you are on the other side, sleep knowing that I may not have enough of the perishable goods in my fridge, but I have much, much more of the unperishable riches in Christ. I may not have that big Lamborghini now. God is going to give it to me whenever. But I have much, much more of the riches in Christ. I'm forever thankful and grateful to God that he found it in himself to give us an inheritance. We don't have the issues that others have. They wake up and wrestle every day. Even when we are facing whatever we are facing, we, we have a father to run to and say, God, let me wrestle with you. And he doesn't say, who are you? Because he already knows who we are. And in fact, we don't even have to wrestle. When I'm talking about wrestling in this case, I'm just talking about praying. Because I believe that Jacob stayed on this side because he wanted to pray for the journey where he was going to ask for forgiveness. I want to believe that you as well find yourself praying to God for whatever you are praying for. But because of what God has promised us, your healing is part of what is unfathomable riches. Your financial breakthrough is part of what is your infinite blessings. It says in the word, the power that is in us is the same power that made Jesus to rise and go to the Father. If we have that kind of a power, I can assure you that we will forever be rising. And I'm saying, child of God, nothing will defeat you. Because if that power could raise Jesus from the dead, if that power could move the stone that had been put on his grave, if that power could elevate him and he could defeat the force of gravity and go and ascend into the heavens, what can't it do for you, child of God? It is part of the unsearchable riches of God that God has given us. Paul lists some of the unsearchable riches in Ephesians, starting from Ephesians 1, from verse 3. He says, Praise be to, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. If we move on to seven, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin. Sin is weighs you down. But when you know that you know that you've been forgiven of sin because of the of what Jesus did. It is so light and so 
unfathomable. It's those riches that we, we talk about, child of God. It says, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. God's grace, unmerited favor, comes as what we talk about when we talk about unfathomable riches. The favor that you don't have to wake up every day and say, I'm giving so much a goat so that I can have favor for a year. You are covered for life because of the riches in Jesus Christ. Continuing, when Paul was looking at the spiritual blessings, he says that he lavished us with all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Child of God, there are things that we do every day in life that require an understanding and a wisdom of notes. It is part of our riches that God has given us. When you wake up and you go out there, go with confidence because you will find yourself resolving issues. Don't be afraid to approach because the wisdom that you have because of Jesus, I believe is even bigger than that what Solomon had in the Old Testament because this one has been bought and brought by the stem of the blood. So as I'm coming to a close, I want you, child of God, to remember one thing, that as we are taking this last step of this year towards the year end, we need to take it with boldness. We need to approach it with boldness, knowing that whatever we did not know we had, we have so much indefinite riches that we do not need to cull and find ourselves looking weak and meek because of what has happened in 2020. We still need to proclaim that God is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. And I have all my infinite, all my, my unfathomable, all my unsearchable riches. And through that, I'm going to still thrive. Through that, I'm going to be the child of God that God has promised me because God is an unchanging God. He doesn't change just because there's COVID. He is still the same God. His promises are still the same promises. They do not change because of a situation. He doesn't readjust them because of a situation. In fact, he even elevates them. He, he steps up for because he says, if the devil is coming in this level, I step up. He steps up. Because he is a God that cares. One of the things that I want to share with you towards the end is what then do you go out and do? There are three things, child of God, that I'm saying you, you, you can just do and practice on a daily basis with what you have just learned. Number one is taken from a parable of the hidden treasure and the parent. Here, what Jesus was sharing that the kingdom is, once you've discovered what the kingdom is like, is that this parable in Matthew 13 from verse 44 to 45, where it says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, 
And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. In 45 it says, again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for a fine, for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Now what God is saying is that once you know what the kingdom of is like, what the faith is like, it is like you found treasure. Once you found what we are talking about, once you, you understand what God wanted for us, that he wanted a bigger inheritance. He wanted the forgiveness of sin. He wanted the redemption, us to be redeemed from being sinners. He wanted us to be reunited with him. Once you've discovered all those things, all you need to do do is to, to look at it and say, you know what, the world might be wanting me to trend, trend with the riches that I have, but these riches are, are perishable. What I need to have is the riches that are not perishable. And then you can decide. It's not necessarily that you want to sell, but you are saying, I am going to put my time into the things that matter. Number two, I'm saying you must find someone just like what, what Peter says here. He says, I being the list of saints have been given a mandate to go and share with the Gentiles the indefinite riches of, of in Christ. I'm just saying, be that hungry to share the, the riches in Christ to someone because they are battling like Jacob. Find someone that you are going to assist because sometimes we look at people and we think they know. Some of them will say, oh, I know God or I pray, but give yourself time to help them to like call and be the, that saint that shares the indefinite riches of God that are beyond the perishable that we are looking for. The goals, the top two goals of I need to have a million by 30. I need, those are good, but they are perishable and they leave you still wanting the unsearchable, infinite, beyond fathoming riches in Christ. Just find someone that you can you can help. And then number three, which is the last point, I'm saying there are things that God has already made sure they are part of your inheritance. Claim them, believe in them, and walk in them. Do not go back and keep crying for things that you already have. Imagine, it's like if someone were to say in their home, my children, all that is here is yours. In my house, you have right to everything. You can eat anything. You can use anything. And every day you come and you say, may I please have meat? And yet you've been given Monday to say, eat whatever. Even when you're, 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 you feel that dad is not at home or mom is not at home, you're still waiting. You're not having it because you want to ask, walk in it. So I'm saying, child of God, we have 
unfathomable, infinite, unperishable things in Christ that we can walk in. Child of God, we love God. We love what he continually does for us. And I believe for you that you are still in the few weeks that are left, you are still going to be seeing the majestic, unfathomable riches of Christ being shown in your life, being delivered of sickness that you thought was part of you, depression, anxiety, because some of it, the devil will whisper into your ear and say, you have it, and you start manifesting it. But I'm just here to relieve you and say, because of what Jesus did, you have indefinite healing of note, of deliverance of note, and you are healed. In Jesus' name, you are delivered. In Jesus' name, you are financially stable. In Jesus' name, you are fruitful. In Jesus' name, you are able well able and may God continue to heal whatever it is that the devil has been able to steal this year he's, God is going to heal and give you even much much more to a point where the devil will be like I should not even have touched those of God the rushes of God as we are praying I just want to bring those that at this point in time have maybe felt that they could not feel the presence of God because they felt him as if he was away. I just want you to know that when Jesus comes into your life, there is no way that he leaves you alone. He is there with you. And I want to pray that from today you will feel a new lightning, a new enlightening because it says in the word he brings, it takes us from darkness. I'm just saying right now I'm claiming lives from darkness into light. I'm claiming lives from often feeling like orphans into sonship. I'm claiming your lives, Jesus Christ. Your children out there. If, if there's anyone who wants to be a child of God as well, I just want you now as we close our eyes, pray with us. Say the following. I would also like to be a child of God. Jesus come into my life. I believe that you died and rose again, died for my sins and rose again to be seated in, he has now seated in with the Father. I believe that sin, my sins were forgiven because of your crucifixion. I believe that I'm now a new child of God and that the Holy Spirit is now living in me and is going to manifest all the riches of Christ, the unperishable riches of Christ in me, in Jesus' most holy name. May you, God, touch each one of your children and may all your the unfathomable riches that you speak about, unsearchable, be seen to manifest in their lives, in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.